The Rick Jensen Show on AM 1150 and 101.7 FM WDEL. You may remember back in May, Newcastle County County Executive Matt Meyer applied for the Federal CARES Act funding, and we received, as I recall, about $323 million. He started using that immediately to help all sorts of organizations that uh, that were, were helping people who are at risk, at need, and uh, and continued to work with people to advise him and others to uh, get this money to people who really need it. Now, we're heading into another wave of, uh, of COVID infections as well. And WDEL News reported on Friday that the county is looking to purchase the Sheridan Hotel. Bidding begins today, I believe, at $5.5 million to use it as an emergency shelter for homeless. Matt's on the phone right now. Matt, thanks for being on. Hey, thanks a lot, Rick. Um, Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. So is there anything I said there that needs to be corrected in any way? No, I think it was it was all accurate. I mean, uh, um, first of all, congrats to Amy Cherry and the WDEL team. We uh, just to be completely frank, I. When you go into bidding in an auction, maybe it's my private sector experience. I don't like talking a whole lot about what we're doing, what our strategy is, just protecting the taxpayer's interest. Amy Cherry uh, sniffed out the story, found it, and uh, and uh, broke the story. So hats off to WDEL for breaking it. Uh, well, um, well, you know, Matt, this is why this is why Amy Cherry has won a number of national awards as well. It's and I'm going to say this too because and I wish we were sitting side by side. I look at for I look forward to that day again, Matt, because you are one of those uh, elected officials who really seems to give a damn and is unafraid to go on either this program or other f- programs and to say, "Hey, uh, folks who live here, I'm Matt. I'm going to take these questions." I'm going to give you honest answers, and, and I'll tell you, you know, you're a Democrat, I'm not, and I've got a world of respect for you for, I, I believe that you're one of these people who really, who really cares and wants to do a good job, do a good job for the county, even with people who don't agree with you. So I just want to say thank that, you. I want to say thank you. That. One thing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm close to finishing up my first term if we're successful on, on Tuesday. I'll have a second one, but one thing you do is you start thinking about your, your job and things you like about your job and don't. And one thing I really do like about my job, you, you know, that at the national level and to a large degree at the state level, everything is politically polarized. It's Republican, yeah. Democrat. And w- what I do, a lot of it, quite frankly, is not when we talk about parks and neighborhoods and communities and land use. It's not uh, and policing. It's not it's very often not Republican and Democrat. It's like, hey, how do we all work together, whatever you're perspective is political persuasion to make our community stronger. And that's one of the things we're trying to do through this effort with the Sheridan. Okay, so let's keep this in mind right now as of October 26 and 2020. Matt, if you're ever governor, please be as accessible as then as you are now, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, thank and, you. And uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and the next one is, uh, if and when you ever become either a member of Congress or something, please don't be hardcore. <laughs> you know, you know. I only all, all, all I all I say to you, Rick, is I ask the same pledge from you. If you ever become a member of Congress, and I'm on the other side as a journalist, please be accessible and don't be hardcore to me. How about that? The door will be open. You, 
you never know where your future is taking you. I, uh, I highly doubt it, but the door will be open. So let's, let's get right to this now. It's an interesting idea, interesting concept. We have this federal money from the CARES Act, and, uh, and you're saying, okay, look, we've got the Sheridan Hotel, which in my opinion should never have been built, and uh, right. I know a lot of people share that. So, right. uh, it, it, you know, Capano built it. He sold it off to this other company. They've got it. It's, it's going on auction today, uh, reportedly five and a half mil. And let's say, let's say that um, for conversation, just to know expectations that you were successful and the county picks it up for $6 million after the council discusses this tomorrow, um, what would be the annual cost of hotel maintenance just for utilities, for example? Well, let's, let's start. So th- that cost ultimately, the quick answer is that cost ultimately uh, uh, will not be borne by county taxpayers, or it's very unlikely to be borne by county taxpayers. There, is, there are many resources available, federal and state resources, to fund transitional housing like this. It's been used in the past by organizations like the RVRC and the YMCA, whose, whose shelters have, have closed in recent years. But that's not really the primary reason we're doing this. Like I, when, when you start, I know there's a lot of focus on the Sheridan building. There's a lot of focus on its sort of sordid history, basically being built in swampland in a place where I think you and I agree it probably never should have been built yeah. in, in the first place. Um, but for me, we have a problem. And as a community, we have a problem. Right now, uh, as of last week, there are 634 families living in 12 motels throughout Newcastle County. There are also... 15 emergency shelters, housing 199 individuals. Those numbers are growing as things get colder. Um, because of COVID-19, space is, is a problem. Um, Rita Landgraf of the University of Delaware, you might know the former Secretary of Health and Social Services for the state, one of the leading experts on homelessness in, in the state, uh, had said to our team that what we what we did about six months ago in collaboration with Governor Carney in the state, putting our most vulnerable populations in hotels is keeping the virus from spreading. There's some national data that shows when you put homeless people up in hotels, it obviously segregates and separates that. It's a lot easier to quarantine, for example, compared to imagine an open uh, homeless shelter. The problem we're facing today is that our numbers are increasing and we literally are running out of space to put people and put people in a place where they can be physically distanced and safe. And keep in mind, uh, unlike in, in prior times, pre-COVID, you or I can just say, eh, they're the homeless, they're poor, we don't care about them, right? Not that you should say that, but people would say that. The, the, when you have an active virus, viral contagion out there that we may or may not agree how contagious it is, how dangerous, but there's clear there's some danger there, and it would benefit all of us for this contagion to be reduced and go away to have any population where it's spreading rampantly as it has in some places in the country, we need to do whatever we can to stop that for everyone's public health. So that's so you've just made, you've really made the it. case uh, right now. You've really made the case for how this applies to the federal cares act. And as, as opposed to just uh, some kind well, of. Even for, yeah. I mean, forget about the cares act for a minute. It's just my job, right. As county executive right now is public health, primarily keeping the community safe. What, what measures can we take to reduce the contagion? And then once we find a measure, we look for money. Sometimes that's CARES Act money that came from the county. Sometimes it's CARES Act money that went to the state. Sometimes working with United Way and Delaware Community Foundation, it's actually private funding. So it's almost like 
first, what we do in my office, we say, what's the problem? What are some potential solutions? Uh-huh. This, you know, the problem is, is the growing uh, population. And as you look at eviction moratoriums ending uh, right now as of the end of the year, you know, there, the, this problem could really be exacerbated. Oh, I understand. So have people been, I have a question. So, have, have people been using the Sheridan Hotel? I've been told that some people actually have been uh, staying there uh, even within recent months here, and it's, it's actually been somewhat operational. Is that so? I believe that's true. I, I, I'm not completely sure. Based on, I know primarily through our hotel tax receipts, yeah. uh, I believe the Sheridan has had some occupancy, as a number of hotels have so my um, my questions uh really come down to uh, for how much money uh the county might uh you know be on the hook as it were but what i'm hearing from you is uh that whatever the costs of maintaining the hotel uh whether it's bedding services cleaning services laundry uh things like that for folks who are homeless that would all come from the federal cares act uh that either we have received yeah, uh, or that the federal government would uh, would agree to be paying for is that right so, so there are two things, like in any project like this, there's acquisition and then there's operations. Uh, for acquisition, right now, the way we're looking at it, according to what my lawyers and, and auditors tell me, we can use the county allocated portion of the CARES Act dollars, the $322.8 million you referenced before a part of that $322.8 million. I shouldn't have said that. You never want the seller to know how much money you have in your pocket. I know. I won't tell have, them. Oh, oh, I yeah, tell. please don't tell him. Okay, um, I won't. But but we do not have three hundred twenty-two million dollars to be clear for this. For this, I hope. understand. So the first is acquisition, and the second is operations. For operations, we're sort of dividing it into two parts. The first is the immediate uh, need of you know uh, making sure people are safe during COVID, for which we're confident we can use CARES Act dollars, either county or state CARES Act dollars. There's another stream of CARES Act dollars that's come down through HUD. Uh, housing, the, the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development. And by the way, the HUD, uh, Housing and Urban Development has looked at this. There have been problem, projects like this in Minnesota, in New York, in California, acquiring uh, hotels. I think they've allocated $600 million to this project alone in uh, California. And uh, Housing and Urban Development, you know, you're, um, well, I forget the doctor who runs Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. He has indicated this is a best practice. And so we're just looking at some cool, innovative stuff that's going around the country to solve problems that we're all having. And we're, we're uh, you know, putting it, trying to put it in an effect here in Newcastle County. I, I think you're referring to Dr. Ben Carson. Yeah, thank uh, you. Ben Carson. Been here and yeah, that's right. on the show, too. So, um, so what you would likely do, though, is you would hire somebody. For example, I think the, uh, the Hersha Hotel uh, Management Company owns this and is operating right now. And they would be in the running uh, to manage all of this for the county is that correct that's right uh if you so if you if you think about uh rbic rbrc i know you remember the rick van uh story story rick yeah van, yeah center uh the ymca and a few others even sunday breakfast mission uh you know they're funded through uh or they were funded historically through a combination of federal state grants some private money uh and this we anticipate will be similarly Funded, and then we'll get an operator to come in and operate. I should add, we're also thinking, sort of thinking down the line, uh, this could be a tremendous hub like the uh, community services building is in Wilmington for, you know, social service organizations that are on the front lines of addressing issues 
of addiction and abuse, addressing issues of mental illness, addressing issues of domestic violence, sex trafficking, legal aid, even educational academic tutoring needs. That's pretty ambitious. So then would the immediate goal also be to address mental and physical health care uh, for the homeless who would be staying there at the uh, the Sheraton if the county buys it? So what, we, what, what we've done uh, within the 12 motels where uh, we're currently housing, as of last week, 634 families in partnership with the state service center, the Governor Carney and the, and the state government, is we've provided a whole host of services around that. Um, we've given out school supplies. We have regular COVID testing. Uh, we're doing intensive case management, doing some housing locator assistance for people that are ready to move into more, more permanent housing, uh, you know, assistance with security deposits, employment services, things like that. We've done it on a smaller level in the motel and decentralized in 12 different locations with sort of moving uh, operations in, in a single location, it obviously would be much more easier to centralize uh, these services. Well, not only that, but uh, you're going to need 24-7 security at a hotel like this. Would that be contracted out or would that be provided by county police? Uh, it's something to be figured out down the line. That the, the, um, what we're trying to do, if, if we do or if we are ultimately successful in auction and take this on, is doing it in a way that has no detrimental long-term impact on the county's budget on an annual basis. So, and I know, you, and I, and I believe you when, when you say that because you and I have spoken many, many times uh, over this, and I, I, I've seen where you uh, you try to be uh, fiscally conservative as much as we possibly can. It seems. I, I, I call it responsive. I call it progressive and responsible, but you can uh, call it what you want. <laughs> well, responsible, I think, is the kind of thing that we look for. Man, it's like every word is political these days, right? Oh, uh, you can't yeah, say no, being fiscally conservative. Is. Why? Well, now that's that's political now, you know. Yeah. And progressive. Oh, well, you're not, now you're out of control if you're progressive. That's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> seven, so that's what I was curious days, about. Right? That's what I was wondering about security, days. and that's why I was concerned about you know security and such, and and how we help these these folks. And what you're saying is that you're going to figure that out down the line, and, yeah, and no, any and all monies not... to operate this would likely come from the federal tax, the money, our money, but but it's our money going to the federal government and then coming back. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, security. I I don't mean to blow off that concern. It's a legitimate and serious concern that needs to be taken re- really seriously. Yeah. Uh, it's something that we're dealing with in the 12 motels we're operating now. To some degree, it may be a little easier when you have, you know, a single ho- hotel location and even maybe a little less expensive. And all I'm saying with respect to dollars to assist is that when you look at the, the, the you don't, don't think about us really doing something brand new. We're doing something bigger and more ambitious or potentially doing something bigger and more ambitious than has been done before. But we certainly have learned a lot from the operations of numerous transitional housing, you know, how how to secure them, how to fund them, how to provide wraparound services. Our belief is the the funding is there to Uh operate this thing on an ongoing basis uh, without having detrimental impact on the county budget. Right. So, Matt, with that in mind, uh, what is the range about how much might it cost for a a company to manage the uh, the hotel for the homeless in a way that you you envision? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't have those numbers uh, in in front of me now. And it's very different, obviously, in COVID times. As, and it's as also a specialized to population too. It's very, very specialized population. Uh-huh. They they have uh, uh-huh. a lot more needs than say a business traveler. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. It's also um, 
it's also a little different that, that during COVID, whereas, um, you know, shelters and uh, presumably most travelers who go to that Sheraton or go to hotels, they, they leave in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas what one purpose of this during COVID is we don't really want people leaving and going to congregate in, in different places outside as much as possible. We want people to stay put, to go to school in their rooms or in some safe center. You know, the, the, the goal of this in the near term is to utilize this hotel as a means of keeping resident, all residents of the county safe. Well, with that in mind, Matt, I'm wondering, is transportation, the cost of transportation, is that even a consideration then? Uh, long term, it will be. And certainly getting people to the facility initially, um, if there are people in the facility who are working either during COVID times or after COVID times, transportation will be a concern. But it, it, it's generally true that what, hopefully in the not too distant future, you know, as the COVID crisis subsides, transportation will become a bigger issue, getting people in and out of, of the hotel. And so then would be the funding. That's true. That's right. But there are potential partners there. You can imagine some kind of partnership with DART uh, and others to uh, to facilitate that. You're, you're a very, very fortunate man because you've come to the last question. <laughs> I, I really appreciate these conversations. I really do, man, because you, you don't bail. You don't just try to evade or anything. There are people listening, and I want you listening to know he's giving straight answers, the things he knows and doesn't know and, and things like that. I'm wondering also, because I look at this from a 30,000-foot view, and I see what's happening in Newcastle County. I see what's happening in Wilmington, for example, and uh, how much their enthusiasm there is uh, for especially this one big project coming here. And I'm wondering, have there been any discussions with Amazon to either purchase the hotel or otherwise acquire it? With Amazon? Yeah, with Emma, because because I have I have friends who told me that uh, they uh, consultants and others who work for Amazon and such have stayed at this hotel, and I'm wondering if perhaps a uh, relatively long term, one year, two, five years out, or whatever. I'm wondering if because uh, you are a forward thinker, you got you're a guy who plans his work and works his plan, and I'm wondering have there been any conversations with uh, with Amazon in any way uh, with you know on behalf of the county to perhaps acquire this hotel. Uh, or even purchase it in the future. And for Amazon to operate it as a logistics center? I'm not completely following. Well, maybe they need something. Maybe they need uh, hoteliers. Maybe they, they need, I don't know. I'm just asking if you've had, if the county's had any conversations I, 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 with Amazon I about so this. Keep in mind, we're not, we're sort of, um, it's, it's in the law, it's called gover- government as market participant. We, because we're a bidder, right? We're not getting involved in sort of negotiating a deal for the seller, we're sort of a, a potential buyer. Amazon, for all I know, may be a bidder. I have no information about who the other bidders are. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't mean about bidding for it directly now. I meant like working with you, with the county, with uh, you, in, yeah, to in the future. Yeah, we we haven't talked to Amazon. Amazon, as you know, has expressed interest and is actively working in in several areas of the county. And to my knowledge, this is not this is not one of them. But listen, all right. if Amazon. If we're looking, we're looking for all the partners we can get. And keep in mind that we're, we've specifically fo- focused in on how do we um, – the problem we're trying to solve is we have a growing um, homeless and, and housing vulnerable, shelter vulnerable population, and how do we make sure we have the facilities and resources available during this COVID time. And since you have some money left from the original 323 through the CARES Act, uh, someone, it, you or someone else in, uh, in county said, hey, uh, here's an idea – 
why don't we look at this? And now that's what you're looking at, uh, knowing full well that you believe that you can get the operational and, uh, you know, maintenance monies also from the federal government and not county taxpayers, right? That's right. And I got to call out Marcus Henry, Terry Casey, Nicole Waters in our housing department who are, have been working around the clock for weeks uh, trying to address this problem. I appreciate it. Matt Meyer, Newcastle County, County Executive. Any last word for the audience? No, thank you, Rick. I, I appreciate it. Just keep in mind, numbers are, indications our numbers are going up with COVID testing. So just be safe and be careful out there. All right. Uh, Matt Meyer, County Executive. Thanks for your time. And I really appreciate you. uh, your uh, accessibility, which we don't get from a lot of elected officials.